Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. Welcome to another edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered, our pre-season specials where early in the week we do a Q&A podcast, then in time for your weekend we drop a dream team. Last week was the legend Peter Sterling, this week we've got a current number seven and superstar of the game, Jamal Fogarty has joined us, always a pleasure mate, how is Canberra treating you? Thanks mate, uh, thanks Thanks for getting us on board. Um... Life in Canberra is um, a lot different to what we're, we're expected at the Gold Coast, but, you know, our family, we're settling in um, very well at the moment. It's a lot more laid back and relaxed, which probably suits our family a lot better anyway. Just don't have the beaches, so the kids aren't, aren't too happy about that. Yeah, but, exactly right. Mate, it is a big move. Like, in the public eye, we see you still playing footy. You're just wearing a different jersey, but you... With a young family, there are so many different variables you've got to factor into. Is this going to be worth it because you're uploading a whole family? Yeah, I think um, for myself, it was kind of easy to make the decision to come to Canberra because I was able to still play NRL for the next couple of years. And yep. for myself, I've obviously played Queensland Cup for so long. So to, to knock that back, it was kind of mm. uh, be silly, silly to do that. Um but in saying that, you know, our kids obviously had to change schools, which means making new friends. And obviously they've got a little bit of anxiety about new teacher, new yeah. surroundings, new friends. Uh, can't just go to the beach on the weekends, which is what we did every weekend down there. So their whole lifestyle's changed. But to their credit, they've adapted very well and I'm proud of the way that they have handled it at the moment. But school's coming back next week, so we'll see how they go when it all fires back up. Exactly. They're resilient little buggers. Okay, here are the rules of Dream Team. There are none. You are the sole coach and selector, any player from any era and any team for any reason that you like. It's your dream team. Who have we got at fullback? Um, so for my dream team, I've picked um, Billy Slater. Yeah. I, I think he's, um, especially for myself, the team that I've picked is um, from when I started watching rugby league and understanding it. So obviously there's so many great players before my time, but I've, physically didn't get to see them play. So um, I think Billy Slater's, you know, he picks himself. He's been doing it or he had done it for, you know, 16, 17 years. And his consistency with what he did and how he changed the fullback role, um, you know, teams were trying to kick the ball dead to rub him out of the game. So I think someone with that attacking ability, you know, he he picks himself, but also his defensive efforts as well, you know, he's – Scored plenty of tries, but he also set up Melbourne's defensive line to get their numbers right and, and stop so many tries one-on-one. Um, so I think, yeah, there's no one else to pick besides Billy. And really interesting part about Billy Slater is he is an absolute footy nerd. He lives and breathes it. And he actually came up with a lot of the plays that you saw him do. He'd go to Craig Bellamy during the week with pen, paper, chalk or chalkboard and write it all down and say, this is what I think and this is why I think it. Um, Very smart dude. So we'll lock in Billy. What about your wingers? Um, I've gone the very experienced Brett Morris. I think um, someone like himself to do it for so long, um, he's he's probably flying under the radar for a long period of time, obviously. You know, you got 
other other superstars that you know they might do a couple of freakish things for a game or two games. But I think with um, Brett Morris, you know, you, you know what you're going to get. He's low maintenance and just that consistency. You know, he, he was doing it at the Dragons for such a long time. Then he went to the Bulldogs and and maintained his individual level and obviously finished off at the Roosters the last couple of years and he's got two premierships. So I think he's someone else, just that professionalism and consistency. I think if I was a coach, that's someone you'd want to coach for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Big unit as well. So he's on one wing. Who have you got on the other side? And then I just got the Fox on the other side, obviously. Yeah. Um, just just the character and obviously, you know, if, if you've got someone in the strike centres and someone with his speed on the edge, you know, those half opportunities – um, you know, they're coming four-pointers and, you know, the Fox, just just the way he's been playing since he's made his debut and the things that he's done, I think, you know, there's definitely teams in the NRL that would have the exact same shape, but because they don't have Addo Car on the wing, it's not a try. So just pure speed and X factor and you can't coach that. Okay, I've got to ask you a question here. Who do you reckon is faster, Josh Addo Car or Josh Papali? Oh, uh, I reckon Papali might have him by half a meter, <laughs> only because he ankle tapped me. Exactly, like uh, <laughs> two cracking centers. This uh, wing is this looking like great side. What about our centers? Uh, I've gone with with Greg Inglis. Um, yeah. I think you know Gi in his prime, un- unstoppable. No matter how many defenders you had had on him, whether it was two on one, three on one, he was always coming out the other end, poking his nose through with a line break, but also. Just his presence in the team to lift other guys, and I think a couple um, big defensive efforts during the Origin series. You know, when he was um, out in the centres, still, you know, to lift the team to, you know, get get on the front foot and, and change the momentum. And especially in the, in um, 2014 when South won the comp, I know he was playing fullback, but just how damaging um, he was and what he was able to do, and he's just a big physical body that you know he's hard to handle. Certainly is. Who's partnering Greg in the centres? Uh, I picked Mark Gaznia. Yeah. I, I think the old shimmy shimmy in a way. Yeah. Um, you know, I think as a young fellow, I used to love watching the Dragons with um, Gaznia and Cougar with some strike centres, just just the style of play and the touch that they had with the ball. So yeah. um, to create a bit of space for the, for the wingers on the outside, I think, you know, you, you kind of need that. And um, Gaz done it for such a long period of time, even when he – you know, had he stint overseas in, in rugby and to come back, you know, he, he didn't really miss a beat once he did come back. So that's why I picked Gaznia. Yeah, Gaznia with Brett Morris on one side, Inglis and, and Josh Adokar on the left. Oh, there's some points there. So who have we got getting the ball out to them? Who have we got at six and seven? Uh, I've picked Darren Lockyer as my six. Yeah. Obviously, um, he, he was someone else that he started his career as a, as a fullback and transitioned late into the halves and, you know, I think heaps of people knocked him for going from fullback, but his resilience and determination to become, you know, one of the best sixes that I've seen um, yeah. in, in my lifetime. Obviously, you got Fittler and all those guys before him, but I, I didn't get to watch those guys. And just the way um, he composed the Broncos and the Maroons and Aussies, you know, he, he didn't really talk a whole lot. He was more of an actions bloke and, and yeah. led, led with example. So I've picked him to go on my left edge with his left foot kicking game as well. Yeah, perfect. What about the number seven? This is a difficult one. Yeah. Nah, I've gone JT. Obviously, yep. um, you know, he's he's the most competitive bloke that I've seen play in the NRL, whether his team's down by 30 or up by 30. He plays the same. He attacks it. And 
I think just the way he's always on the ball, you know, he's always scheming, looking for opportunities, whether it's on the right side of the ruck, left side of the ruck, and um, obviously we need a goal kicker as well, and he's probably one of the best to do it. Yeah. So um, I think he, he picks himself um, as well. It certainly does. Okay, that is a wonderful backline. This episode is brought to you by our wonderful sponsors, Galaxy Finance. Sponsors and personal friends that I trust, that I trust enough to go to with questions about my own finances. That's not a sales pitch, that's fact. Any questions, any queries, they have the solutions from home loan lending to complete financial planning. With official interest rates at an all-time low, the lenders want your business. With Galaxy Finance, they'll do all the work for you and find the best possible deal. They'll do it all. Get in contact, ask for Leanne, and mention Unfiltered for a free chat. A free chat. No obligations. A free chat just by mentioning Unfiltered. Galaxyfinance.com.au is where you can find them. Let's get into the big units. Who have we got at lock forward? Uh, I've got Jason Tamuolo. Yeah? Obviously, um, current player. Um, you know, I think he, he runs probably over 200 metres every single week for the last couple of years. And just how damaging he is and X-Factor, obviously, he's a, he's a big body. Yep. Um, he's got ball skills, but he's also got a lot of speed as well. Mm-hmm. So I think um, someone like him, you definitely need him in your team, but X-Factor. And there's so many times when the Cowboys need that person to stand up. Usually you're trying to look for your forwards and that, but... Mm. He, he's obviously trucking it through the middle. He, he's not really a big talker. He's more of an actions bloke. And I think um, people just get on the back of him and all good things that the Cowboys, when they are going well, are off the back of him. Yep, certainly. So Jason Tamalolo locking the scrum. Who have we got in the second row? Uh, I've got SBW, yeah. um, Sonny Bill and Sammy Burgess, obviously. Um, SBW, just with his skills and individual brilliance. And obviously, he's a, he's a big... Um, Big specimen as well. He's, he's hard to handle just because of his presence and size. So, a um, bit of X factor about him. Not too sure what he's going to do. A couple yeah. of defenders. And um, obviously, if he's attracting a couple of defenders on the edge, then it's freeing up the, the his half and the, and the center and wing, winger combo. Yeah. His edge and just what he's done in the game. Obviously, he's, he's gone to rugby union a couple of times and come back. And, you know, he, he hasn't missed a beat either. He's come back to win a comp with the Roosters after a long stint away as well. And obviously won an early, early comp with the Bulldogs. So, yeah, I can't go past SBW. And with Sammy Burgess, I was kind of contemplating whether he's my third end or, or whatnot, mm, but I had yes. to squeeze Tamalalo in there. But, um, yeah, I think Sammy's just that alpha male that every every team needs. Obviously, he plays with a lot of grunt. Um, he, he's another foot soldier, I reckon. If, if I was a mm. coach, whatever I tell Sammy, you know, he's going to do it to his – the best of his ability and whether, like I was saying before, a couple of other blokes, whether they're down by 10 or up by 10, you know, he's he's going out there 100 mile an hour, hour to win. And I just think, you know, with the guys around him and his his alpha alpha male dominance, I think the, the boys can get on the back of him and, and follow his lead. I don't know if you, anyone, any era is going to get a much better second row than that. That's a ripper. Two big units, two great footballers, two tough guys as well. What about your props? Who have you got? Uh, I've kind of gone with, gone with the young and the old, I think. And the two Broncos players, I think um, Payne Haas, um, yep. you know, he's only 22 years old, but what he's been able to do for the Broncos for the last, you know, four years, 
Um, you know, obviously they're a very young forward back, but he he puts the weight on his shoulders and carries a team for, you know, 200, 220 metres each week. And um, I think the thing that really surprised me was how fit um, yeah. and, and how much speed he's got. Obviously there's a couple of games there last year where teams were making line breaks against the Broncos and he was the guy tackling them 10 metres off the try line or if guys were making a break, he'll be there pushing in support. Um, so I just think his, his work ethic and even his X factor, you know, you don't don't really know what he's going to do, if he's got a little short tip on or if he's going to use his physical body to run over you. Mm. Uh, if I was a hooker in the middle, I'd be trying to go the other way. So, yeah, um, yeah with, with Payne House, he's just too good as a young fella at the moment. And that's the scary thing as well. He's only 22. Imagine Payne another six years or so when he's matured mm. and got a got a – you know, another 100 games under his belt with the Broncos forward pack. I think he's going to be unreal in the future. And then um, his partner, I've gone with Petro. Yes. Just an old bull, an old an old steady head that, you know, just goes about his work. And um, I think with Petro and the team, he can really influence Payne just to be um, a leader and just mm. be an actions man and, and get on the back of him. I think with Petro as well, there was no bullshit to him. You know, yep. he was... He was First carry, last carry, whether it was for Broncos, Queensland or Australia, you know, he's carrying it with, with aggression, trying to find his front every play, but also as a defensive middle as well. Yeah. Um, I think his work ethic along with pain, the the amount of tackles that they get through in games, you know, some of those games where they get up upwards of 40 tackles, it's yeah. quite ridiculous as a, as a front row plus all their carries. So uh, Petro and Payne up front for me. Yeah, there's no backwards step there. What about your hooker? Um, I've gone with Cameron Smith. Obviously, yeah. um, you know, everyone talks about Joey and I didn't get to see Joey and Freddie and all those guys mm. play, but um, for Cameron Smith to be so dominant for what he played, 18, 19 years in the NRL, 400-plus games, he's done everything in the game. Um, but I think the thing that I like with Cameron is his composure, just to yep. calm other people down, you know, when – Guys get a bit fiery. He sort of comes in and tells them to settle down. This is what we need to do. I mean, and everyone, whenever he talks, everyone's just all eyes and ears. And um, I think his early kicking game on tackle three as well. You know, there's times where teams will pin Melbourne inside their thirty, and on tackle three or tackle four, he's getting out of dummy half with his left foot, putting on you know ten meters off off the opposition's try line. Then all of a sudden, Melbourne are on the front foot defending. Um, so yeah, and. Also, he's a good goal kicker as well. Obviously, he's kicked plenty in his career. Yeah. So um, to have a couple of handy goal kickers in him and Thurston, you know, if, if one goes down, then I've got a decent backup to help us out. So we're definitely going up in sixes. Certainly. Well mixed and matched side. Not going to ask you for your bench because I reckon it's probably even harder trying to fit four players onto a bench. But obviously, you're a real thinker of the game. Mate, if you're a coach in the modern era – what would the makeup of your bench be? Because we see different coaches, different theories in terms of middle guys, edge forwards. Do you carry a utility? Do you carry a back? What type of players in your side have you got making up the four guys on the bench? Um, I've, I've gone, I think in today's society and game, you need, you need a 14, a genuine 14, not just a, oh, he can play seven or he can play nine. Yep. Um, you know, if someone goes down in the back line, you might have to push a wing at a fullback and a, yeah. a, a wing and then all of a sudden my utility on the bench, you know, mate, you're rolling out to play left centre or right centre or, mate, yeah. I'm playing at fullback. And I think um, there, there was two guys that 
uh, did an exceptional exceptional job for that in their career. First one was Craig Wing. You know, I think oh, um, yeah. you know he, he did it for every club that he played for: New South yeah. Wales, Australia. Whether he was playing in the centres, in the halves, dummy half. Um, I think you know he he just did the ultimate professional person to be in your team. Yeah. Um, whatever was needed, he'll he'll do. And, and there was no arguing about it. And he had a fantastic career, you know. Um, so, and then I was kind of, he, he's definitely in my team, but then there was another bloke in Sean Berrigan. You know, I think yep. Berrigan did did that for the Broncos for a long period of time. You know, he'd start games at halfback, roll out to dummy half, play yeah. in the centers for a little bit. Um, yeah, and, and, it, and he did the same play for Queensland and Australia in those positions with yep. just ultimate competitor and professional. Yeah, no, very, very good. I'll go through the side, Billy Slater. Brett Morris and Josh Adokar are the wingers. Greg Inglis, Mark Gasnier, the centres. Darren Lockyer and Jonathan Thurston in the halves. Look out. Uh, Jason Tamalolo is the lock. Sonny Bill Williams, Sam Burgess are the second rowers. Payne Haas, Petro Sivanasiva are the front rowers. Cameron Smith is the hooker. Chat throughout the season, I hope, mate. Wishing you well for the Green Machine in 2022. That is a ripping dream team, Jamal Fogarty. Always a pleasure, mate. Nah, thank you. No worries. Another Andy Raymond Unfiltered podcast. As we count down to the season, Monday nights we'll drop a Q&A podcast where you're in total control because you're asking the questions. Then on Thursday nights, we're dropping the dream team. Any era, any player, any position from any competition. Who makes the cut, who misses out and why? As always, we'll be speaking to the biggest names in the game, both current and from eras gone by. And we've got some huge surprises coming up before round one kicks off. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we'd ask you to leave a review and a five-star rating on the app you're currently listening on. It's easy, takes 30 seconds, and you can now rate on Spotify. What it does, it increases our position on the search engines as we look to expand the brand and bring you more. We're done for now. Look after yourselves and make sure you come back soon, legends. Legends.